Welcome back to another podcast with Coach Lab Coffee Chat. We have Lindsay and Brian Tess today, and we are going to uh, talk about how do we tackle uh, bigger business, either business deals or larger projects, whatever that looks like for you in your business as an entrepreneur. Uh, things always look different for each of us. So uh, this topic we hope is going to help uh, people maybe in some ways manage time uh, through their week if they do have either larger business, bigger projects, whatever that looks like. So uh, let's get started. Who's who's up? <laughs> I can jump in there. I think, you know, we've talked a lot on the podcast about the opportunity to run your own business and the flexibility that creates and, and all the rest. Um, sometimes big projects or big opportunities can sort of take that over uh, in a way that, I mean, depending on how big it is, it may take all of your time and that, uh, reduces the amount of flexibility you have, but it can also be a, a great opportunity, especially if it's got, you know, a specific time horizon on it or, um, provides new learning opportunities or, uh, opportunities for you to expand your business or, or even if it's an entrepreneurial opportunity, you know, I'm, I'm working on a project right now that's taking effectively 100% of my time, but it's with an entrepreneurial business that's, you know, just, just pre-revenue, looking to go into commercialization, figuring out how to finance the business, grow the business. Um, so in a sense, it's, you know, not running my own business anymore. It's helping this, uh, this business, you know, grow to become what it can be. Um, but it means not having an opportunity to do a lot of the other work that I would typically be working on. That's kind of, that's very cool. Is there a timeline on this? Like, or are you just retained with them? I'm just retained with them. This is, uh, probably a, a several year project. Really? Yeah. See, like, is, is that like winning the lottery? Like, isn't that good? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I said yes. So yeah. <laughs> clearly I, I think it's a good opportunity for sure. Um, but it, it required a, a conscious decision to step back into that because it's effectively a, a full-time, full-time role again. Yeah. Right. Well, wow. and it's interesting. It's interesting too, right? When you you know, you work by yourself and as a consultant, or you work with a few people and you've got these ebbs and flows in your business and, you know, you've worked so hard to get there. The last thing you want to do is say no to a project that comes your way when it finally does. Uh, but if you don't have the time, what does that look like? And Bold Ink was actually born out of that. Like it, it, the way it's structured is because of exactly that. I was working on my own. I, uh, would come across projects, pick them up. And then big projects would come in and I'd be like, well, I can't say no to this. So how am I going to make it work? Well, I'll subcontract some of it. And then the, I just started working with freelancers that I loved working with and that I knew were really good at what they wanted or what they were doing. They were complaining about having to deal with clients and loving not having to deal with clients. And so here we are in a business model that, you know, is a, you know, marketing agency 2.0, whatever that looks like, that is just, you know, me working with clients and farming out stuff to freelancers. So there's just ways to do it and your business will evolve, but I think you have to be prepared to be very creative. Yeah. 
Yeah. Depending. I mean, I think we're all in slightly different positions, right? Like Brian's got a full-time test. You've got a couple larger clients that take up much of your time, which I do as well. Um, but there's still a lot of project-based stuff going on for me. Yeah. 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 See, that's interesting because I have a little less, um, but they're still kind of trickling in though. And you're right about the not wanting to say no, um, but they're also, you just, that's, yeah. Like when you value your time, Tess's wheels are turning. This is my career. Right. Well, when you value, you've got, when you put a price tag on your time and you've figured out, yeah. are you hourly or how much does a project take or all of those things, you know, and then that's the whole thing. Like we've all turned a certain corner, I think, like we're not startup. And um, I think we, we live a little less in fear every day of where, you know, the next project or client is, is coming from. So that's, so we share that. The three of us, some people that are listening, may be living the daily fear. Yeah, <laughs> talk which, about this still for sure. And, which and for wondering me was like years, yeah, years. That, well, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Is that there's there's a certain, you know, like I I'm I'm so happy for you, Brian, because there's a certain amount of you just get that sense of okay, well, I know where the next dollar is coming from because sure. this is this is the way you've built it. Like you I, took it took you this long, and that's awesome. I, I think it also depends what you like, what your discipline or what it is you do. Yeah. Marketing like HR being non-revenue generating, it, it's different in the sense of those projects can sometimes be like, you know, you might work with a, a business for a year or two and then they're like, okay, well, like we spent a lot on this, we're seeing returns, but we can't really justify that consultant because we don't have dollar for dollar you know, there's a lot, a lot of aspects of marketing that you can measure, but there's a lot that you can't. And so, um, yeah, I think it, uh, that can probably have an impact as well. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's the whole thing. And that's like the decision between, I mean, we've talked about this, how do you, if, and when you ever say no. Right. And is that, how, how do we base our, the, the no decision, right? How do you get there? As in, this is a project I'm not going to do equally we've talked that's the whole thing as in maybe that's the client that is not the right fit for when the client's an asshole that's when you say no <laughs> right thank you Lindsay. For you're welcome and, and hopefully just... you can learn that early enough to really say no well yes. do you know what and we covered yes. that before you're so right brian because when, when was the time when we all we just said yes to everything yeah. right? oh i did that not too long ago and regretted it horrifically right like there's dream clients and then everybody will come across a client that is not awesome and when I left my last corporate role I was like I am only gonna work with nice people I ended up working with one who wasn't so nice and I was not in a, I think we've talked about this before I was not in a position to be able to say shove off I'm not doing this because I needed yeah. the job and or the the project and so I kept going but it just like you gotta know it's like a bad relationship you gotta know when to cut it off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, right. Like when is the end, the end? Um, but that's the whole thing. So making the choices now, I think what we've also just talked about is almost quite literally how we've developed what we consider our business model. What do, what is going to make us more successful or more attractive to another client so that it is a fit between the two. And I mean, Brian, you yeah. found utopia right there. Like you've yeah. got, but you've I think got a great we have client. to, you know, it, it's up to every entrepreneur, every person trying to run their own business or whatever to figure out what are the reasons that you might say yes to something. Um, and, you know, this wasn't necessarily the 
the original plan to take something that was all encompassing, but um, there were some really good reasons to say yes to it. It, you know, it was a great opportunity to learn. And if we're successful, it can be very lucrative. Um, And it's, you know, just an exciting new thing to, uh, you know, it's not new for me to go through the commercialization process. That's, you know, one of the reasons they came to me is that I've done it several times before, but it's exciting every time because there's new challenges and there's new, you know, no two products or services or anything trying to find their market and find their way in it uh, is the same. And I really enjoy that. I get a kick out of it. And because it changes from day to day, I still get the, you know, the, the joy that I get from every day being a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Wow. Wow, Brian. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But that's the thing. And you know what, in that, in that minute of what you just described with the joy and all those things that came with, like, that's why I say congratulations because it's years. Like it, it all takes us years sometimes to, to get to that point. And it's a lot of hard work and a lot of blood, sweat and tears as it were, right. The cliche. And so that's why I keep saying good for you. Like, well, and maybe, you know, we all also want something different, right? So it's all a matter of finding a fit of, of what you want matching what the company is looking for. Like to me, I love having multiple clients and multiple retained clients and it gets my brain into different things. And for me, from a marketing perspective, I think each client benefits so much from us having experience in different industries that allows us to, from a marketing perspective, to bring in things like I'm doing things in healthcare that are from hospitality, right? Like you can bring things in. It's like, well, why aren't we like taking care of this or, you know, do it. So it's just, uh, yeah, it, it totally depends on, on what you as a consultant want. And it's nice at this stage of the game to be able to choose based on what you want, as opposed to it's a job. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Cause I do similarly with like completely different industries, yeah. Like ask for help. That's a whole thing. All of a sudden, eventually it, it's, it's just so interesting that you just said that Lindsay, because yeah, like I, and, and even clients come to me with like, what industries do you work with? I'm like, pick one. Yeah, it, exactly. Exactly. I mean, my clients right now are healthcare, a tourism dis- attraction or local attraction and an engineering firm. Like yeah. they couldn't be more different. And yet things are being applied from different to different that if they had just a marketing person who had always worked in tourism, you wouldn't get that. Right. So I think there's, there's interesting aspects to, to that kind of stuff and to bringing in a consultant who has a breadth of experience. Um, Yeah. So I'd liked what you said way earlier, Lindsay, about just the uh, farming out of certain things, because it's also, I think that's really good to know as entrepreneurs get started in their early weeks, months, years, that, you know, that's okay to do. And, and it's not, and it's not really sort of a badge of honor with all of a sudden you can farm stuff out. You can farm it out from day one. You absolutely can. If the, if you know, it's that what's worth your time, right? Yeah. Like if it's not worth my time to do something and I'm better focusing on business development or, you know, I can still lead it and make sure it gets done. Or if I'm junior, maybe there's someone who's, who I can work with to to teach me how to do it or, you know, whatever that looks like for me, it was just a matter of, I was always going to work with designers and copywriters and web developers and 
a digital marketing specialist, et cetera, et cetera. So it just, I used to sort of just be like, it used to just be me, the face of it. And then it was like, well, this is stupid. Let's just be authentic about it. And this is what, what it is. So it's just, it changed the model in my head to something that then had benefits also to a client, right? They're getting an agency. They're getting experienced people who just want to freelance and do what they're good at. You can match a freelancer with a project that they're passionate about. So, you, you know, if, if it's a pediatric head shape clinic, which one of them is, then you're going to match a designer who has kids and who's interested in that kind of stuff. Right. So automatically you get a better product and it's just, it's worked out and it's better for the client. They're not paying the huge agency fees, but they're only dealing with one person. So it's like an agency experience. Yeah. yeah. But See, I, like, I like what you've world. got there because when we talk about bigger business, bigger projects, you know, hopefully this can, this information can help someone to know that, you know, maybe you can't do certain things, but you can farm out. So why not do it and see how that works? Even like jump into that side of things, because, you know, some of us may say like, well, I can't help you because I can't do this, this, and this, but really you become that project manager because you're farming out to other people. Exactly. I think that's real. I think that's super helpful information right there for the purpose of this topic of how do you manage bigger business, bigger projects. And I think that for, for any consultant to sort of build and, and keep their network going, uh, even just like this, us having a conversation allows you to bring in different perspectives and hear different things and, and know uh, what opportunities are and really help the clients. Yeah, cool. Well, I hope this was a helpful topic. I really actually learned a lot just sitting here for 15 <laughs> minutes. So this has been amazing. Um, so thanks, Lindsay and Brian. And everyone, hope you enjoyed this week's coffee chat. Subscribe if you like us. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again next week.